Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody. Welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. The team teach to... uh... Okay, this is what's wrong with live TV. You can't do retakes when you get all tongue-tied when you say to, try to say the team sheet tantrum for Aston Villa and Southampton. And I'm absolutely doubly chuffed because, as you can see, my new home shirt has arrived for the 2022 season. Um, and before we get cracking, I decided I wanted to come on early because I'm going to have to leave a bit earlier today. Got to make the trek back into Galway City as well. The undefeated Connacht Lions... I just have to get the pennant in there. The, undefe- the, the undefeated Connacht Lions are meeting up in uh, in Taft's Bar in Galway tonight if there's any stragglers, if there's anybody, and stag parties in Galway if there's anybody who even so much as sniffed a Villa fan previously and wants to join us for a few few drinks in Taft's Bar in Galway tonight, you can do so. We'll be in there and you'll hear us. We'll be the loud people to the right of the front door. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to somebody who... Um, uh, I was in, I was chatting to today, so uh, you guys might know him from Twitter. Biff Sweeney is on his way over to um, to the game today with his son Michael, and uh, I just wanted to give a shout out there. His son Michael is going over to it. He's got the lucky hat on, so that means Villa are going to do it today, and uh, I'm delighted. And it's great to see see uh, that the game actually went ahead because uh, you know obviously. Um, these games were supposed to be cancelled for obvious reasons and for and for good reasons and so on. But um, I'm not good reasons, you know what I mean, but reasons that we can understand. Um, but uh, this game goes ahead and it's great because uh, Biff and his young lad get to go over and um, share some time watching Villa, which is always good. Always good. So I hope you enjoy it over there, Michael. And uh, to your father, tell your father the Jets 
who supports the New York Jets that uh, unfortunately enjoyed enjoyed today because on Sunday you're going to get a trouncing by the Cleveland Browns. So uh, look, that's just the way it goes. But uh, enjoy tonight and enjoy Villa winning. That's that. Um, let's talk about the about the team. I came on as I say a small little bit early today because of. Uh, I do have to leave a small little bit earlier afterwards. And I have my new shirt on, as I've said already. Now, does anybody want to guess who I got in the back? That's going to be a running trade throughout the course. There's no prize or anything. Don't have any prize for anybody. But I have a, a player on the back. Yes, I'm a 37-year-old man who gets a player printed on the back of his shirt. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, there's room for all of us in this, in this spinning, spinning globe uh, that goes around the sun. But there's room for all of us. So... I have a guess at who I have gotten on the back of my shirt and we'll reveal it at the end of the show just before I leave. Um, but Aston Villa are playing Southampton. Lots of rumours abound that Danny Ings is going to be starting tonight up top, that Ollie Watkins won't quite make it, may make the bench, um, is what the rumour is at the moment. Apart from that, it looks like it's going to be a stable team. I know there's lots of people chatting about, like Coutinho, um, uh, that he might come back into the team, obviously, Steven Gerrard did wax lyrically about Coutinho. He also said that he said that uh, he had words with uh, John McGinn to the effect of that he's trying too hard and so on and so forth. But let's see what that brings. There's the comments coming in. Maybe there's lots of people guessing to see what I got in the back of my shirt. But let's go down and let's go down through. Oh, firstly, I want to say very, very, very big thank you to Stuart Cowley. That is super generous, generous Stuart. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate everybody checking into the in into the podcast tonight. Um, let's have a little look at uh, some of the the comments here before uh, we get to the team news. So Midnight Mark says he's having a drop of Guinness under the halt. Love it, love to see it. Uh, Stephen says the Twitter is saying that Ings is starting for hashtag Team Paddy. Yeah, as everybody is as regular listeners to the podcast will know, um, Paddy is very much on Team Ings. Um, and his goal scoring ability and we have this uh this regular kind of back and forth because i'm team watkins and it would just be lovely if the two of them could play in the same team together um we've got uh there's some scores coming in there already which is fantastic and they're all positive from a villa point of view junior bennett says two nil albert says four nil uh albert then comes back oh no he says watkins two bailey and mcginn that'd be nice brian hennessy says four one and and hit and heighten poker I'm not quite sure if I've pronounced that, pronounced that correct. It says 4 3 and up the villa. I love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Kieran, good to see you, Kieran. Guys, Kieran O'Callaghan, get on his Twitter. Kieran O'Callaghan's jumping out of a plane. If nothing else, if nothing else, you should pay to see that, to be honest with you. Kieran O'Callaghan is jumping out of a plane for the Aston Villa Foundation. I think it's tomorrow, Kieran. You might let me know in the comments. I'm nearly certain it is tomorrow. Um, but uh, I've been I've been assured that all the all the relevant checks have been done. But Kieran is looking for um is is uh, looking for donations, and you guys will be able to find the link. We retweeted it out last night. It's for the Aston Villa Foundation. If anything is going, if anybody is anything going spare, Kieran O'Callaghan, he's the man, the mate, and he's definitely a legend. He I probably still owe him for about four points that we drank in the social in the Aston social last time I was over. Um, but uh, it was only because I was distracted because Paddy started doing karaoke. I was so distracted. Distracted, I left a pizza that I ordered at the bar and never collected it. Um, so that's how distracted I was by Paddy's beautiful voice. Uh, but Kieran, uh, everybody, get over to Kieran's page and see if you can um, if you can spare anything raising funds for the Aston Villa Foundation, and, and that would be great uh, as well. Looking down through these comments, oh, Danielle says I'm looking good. 
thanks very much. I did I got a new haircut and everything, championship haircut for today, you know. Not championship, but you know what I mean. That's a saying we have here in Ireland is championship haircut is when you get a when you get your haircut to make yourself feel good before you go playing a game yourself. So um that's what that's what the the, the phrase is. So look good, feel good, play good, I think is the one that Ronaldo used to say. Um Charlie's asking, what's the size in them like? It's absolutely perfect. This is a large, and I had to definitely get an extra large previous for previous shirts. I Size is perfect, 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 perfect. So much so, when I put it on today, I actually went and I ordered the away shirt. Uh, I didn't want to order two and have to send two back, so I ordered them in dribs and drabs. And uh, you guys can order. Well, there's a link actually on the on the podcast underneath here. You can order 20% off any Aston Village shirts. If you are looking to order on kit bag, that's where I got this from. Um, you can order in the podcast notes. There is a, a link there as well. Anyway, let's get back to the, to the game here. There's uh, rumors abound that there's going to be no Martinez, Martinez tonight. And I'm making an effort to pronounce it the correct way, which is Martinez as opposed to Martinez, as I usually call it, by because of my thick Irish brogue. But I think that this is the one area of the team, and thankfully it's going to be at the top of the list, no matter what way you, uh, you look at it. Uh, but I think that... This is the one area of the team for me that is really, really interesting because myself and Paddy spoke about it last night. Philip Marshall, for all the underage exploits he had in goals for English underage, underage teams, you know, you don't want to be coming into a college on Friday Night Lights on TV, live on Sky, uh, with a team that hasn't been able to keep a clean sheet in God knows how long. Don't want somebody like Philip Marshall coming in in there specifically as well when we do have communication issues within our back four uh, from time to time. Um, I've no doubt that he could be a great shot stopper. We've seen it. He absolutely he, he can be a great shot, stop, shot stopper. Um, you know, having to wade through the bodies to come for crosses, come for corners. Um, the likes of Shea Adams uh, around there and they're back to coming up here. I, I hope, I hope, I hope that Martinez is, uh, is, is fit to go. But as I say, I am... Um, more hopeful than than anything there because if it isn't him with Robin Olsen having a knee issue and Jed Steer unfortunately being out long term, it would look like it would fall to Philip Marshall um for this uh for, for this game as Sinisalo has gone on loan um who's somebody that the club think really, really, really highly of, but uh, they also think highly of Philip Marshall. I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and you guys might let me know in the comments, Philip Marshall was signed from the Manchester City Academy as well, probably about two and a half, three years ago. Um, so he does have some sort of pedigree from that point of view, but I think that's where my eyes are going to be drawn to first. Obviously, it's top of the list, but that's where I suppose I will be looking with great interest to see um, what is going on there with that uh, with the goalkeeper position. I have got Twitter open here, and I'm just rifling through it to see if we have any uh, rumors abound uh, the, to see. Uh, Ahmed Al Mohammadi is tweeting up the villa. It's always good. Love Elmo. I really do. It's great that the club have him in and around there again and um, because he's just one of these nice guys. Um, just looking through here. Uh, yes, the Aston Villa News and Record and the, um, the programme today will obviously have a, a commemoration to Her Majesty the Queen um, on it as, as well, which it would be a nice collector's item for people. Um, oh, Ty Bracey has got an Ehiog 16 jersey, one of the old 1995 uh, AST uh, AST computer shirts. That is jealousy. If, Ty, if you ever, if you're listening, I'm jealous of your shirt. By the way, I'm jealous of your shirt. But it looks like uh, we don't have uh, too many rumors. Well, not in my timeline anyway. Just to 
just yet, but we will know the team in the next minute or so. Getting back to some of your comments there um, for a moment. Uh, Stuart, visiting from New Zealand, uh, just standing outside the whole thing, soaking up the atmosphere. Well, do you know what? Enjoy every second of it, Stuart, because Friday Night Lights, I ha as I said, I've not had uh, the opportunity to go to a league game under lights, uh, specifically on a Friday night, but under lights in general uh, in, at, at Villa Park, and I would love to go over to this one, so I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you can be the lucky charm. The only problem is, if we win, you have to come back again every other weekend, so, you know, get the... Um, uh, get this, get the tickets sorted now. Get this, get the plane tickets sorted because we need all the good luck charms that we can possibly get. <laughs> There's lots and lots and lots of uh, <clears throat> of guesses coming in as to who I have on the back of my shirt. Absolutely, no, Brian Kavanagh. I can categorically say that you have not won the won this guessing game. I do not have David Unsworth on the back of my shirt for sure. You can be sure of that. And uh, Nikki Adams has been sat in the motorway for two hours. Oh no, are you going to miss the game? Hopefully not. Hopefully you get there in time. Um, hopefully you get there in time. Noel Connachton, my consigliere in Tafts, making sure that everybody is well oiled by the time I get in there. Noel is uh, my partner on crime for today, for tonight in, in, in Tafts Bar. He's uh, keeping the Connacht lines uh, good run going. Absolutely, uh, Noel, and I'll be into you as soon as uh, as soon as I can. Um, <laughs> Daryl Grady says, up, up the actual villa. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> uh, where else are we? Okay, okay, just... Oh, we've got a team news. Wait a minute. Whoa, I've completely forgot all about the team and all my messing because there is a... A team alert. Yes, and I'm still not ready for it. So our team is out. And we have... Emiliano Martinez starts in goals. Martinez starts in goal. Ashley Young, Kanza, Mings, Dina, as we expected. Luca Dina was apparently has a point to prove to Didier Deschamps, who hasn't picked him in this latest squad. And it seems to have caused ruffles in the French media, even though they picked Ferland Mendy and uh, Theo Hernandez. Uh, John McGinn, Kamara, Jacob Ramsey, Bailey, Watkins, Coutinho is in an absolute ferret from the, from the left ditch. Uh, has been thrown at us here because all the news was that it was not going to be Coutinho, that Watkins wasn't going to start and Ings was going to be in there. But Coutinho starts today and it is a case whereby Douglas Louise drops to the bench. I'm going to be really honest. I ain't too sure about that. I can understand why it's done because of the fact that we spoke about this on the, po on the podcast last night. I want your comments on this, guys. Uh, get your comments in there. I'd be interested to understand. And, and like, try and keep it to what potentially we could play, what way we could play with Coutinho in there, as opposed to, well, Gerard is just kissing Coutinho and just loves him, and, you know, he can't drop him because he loves him and all that kind of stuff. We know that, we know that, that there is a bromance there or whatsoever. But I think when I talk about Coutinho, or when we were talking about him last night, the fact that we're going to look at Southampton's team now in a moment, um, uh, we'll look at it in a minute, but if the likes of Maitland and Niles and um, James Rob Prowse are starting a, a, in that back double pivot, I think Coutinho would be perfect to move them around. Neither of the two of them are wicked fast, number one, nor is Coutinho. That's okay, but Coutinho uh, is that Teddy Sheringham type at this moment. You know, he's all his paces in his head, but I think that him dropping deep in between those two or getting into positions in between those two could be beneficial for us. Our substitutes bench, Robin Olsen makes the bench. So it seems like it was much ado about nothing. Did we throw out the dummy injury report? I don't know, but we have three people that were mentioned. The three people who were mentioned in the injury report are all there suited up for tonight. So Abin Olsen is there. Callum Chambers, 
uh, is there. Augustinson, Nakamba, and Nakamba sighting. A marvelous Nakamba sighting, everybody. Whoa. Didn't expect that. Uh, and a Morgan Sanson sighting later on for all of you hard of sight. Um, but then Dunker. So we've got Nakamba, then Dunker, Douglas Louise, Morgan Sanson, Bundia, and Daniel Ings. Daniel Patrick, Daniel William Ings, I think is it. Daniel Patrick Ings. I can't remember which one it is. Um, yeah, so we are midfield heavy inside there, guys. We are midfield heavy in that um in, on, on that subs bench. And I think it just goes to show that. You know, our, our when we were trying to get players out in, in, in the summer and look, you know, you can't sell everybody you want. And look, we know that we've had issues getting getting players moved on in the past. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five midfielders there. If you include Buendia as a midfielder, five midfielders in our um, in our nine man uh, bench. So it just goes to show really there that, uh, you know, there is still a small bit of work to be done on this squad if we are to have options in, in other areas because you take Matty Cash out of the situation here, Ashley Young comes off the bench and then that bench does look a small bit unbalanced. Talented, don't get me wrong, it's a really talented bench, but it is a small bit unbalanced, I think. And I think even the most diehard of uh, of um, of fans will, will admit that. Let's take a little look at the Southampton team while we're here. It'd be nice to look in a friendly look at the Southampton team. Oh, Southampton. Okay. So they have Gavin Bazuno, as I mentioned, Irish goalkeeper, really heavily, highly rated, should I say. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I do hope I do hope he has to pick the ball over his net a couple of times, but I'm looking forward to seeing how, he, how he's going to progress within the Premier League through the course of this year for my own selfish Irish reasons. Uh, Walker Peters, Bella Ketchup, Salisu and Perud. Perud comes in there at the, in the left-back position, although he has played there a couple of times this season. You have Diallo and Ward-Prowse. So immediately we don't have Maitland-Niles in there. And I, th I don't think he's even made the bench, but you have Diallo who offers a small a bit more energy in that in that uh, pivot place uh, there. And Ward-Prowse, Elianusi, uh, Gineppo, Adams and Armstrong, they make up your front four. And the reason I call it a front four there is because Southampton famously played that 4-2-2-2 formation and then everybody is just fluid once you get into the in the front two uh, positions but I suppose really we spoke last night about Elianusi he's been a thorn in our side before but he can blow hot and cold Gineppo latent pace again I'm not really like it's 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 something that he that he can get across in he can dig out across or whatever you've got Shea Adams who's on a scoring streak and look Adam Armstrong just loves to see an Aston Villa jersey because he gets those dirty goals uh, against us that uh, we can never really seem to come back from and he seems to score his best goals against Aston Villa and on their bench they have Alex McCarthy they have Larios Lianco Coletta Carr who we were rumored to be purchasing during the summer is on their bench Stuart Armstrong. Joe Rebo, recent arrival from um recent arrival from Rangers, Edozi, Sam Edozi, reached a recent arrival from Man City, um Sekumara, recent arrival from Bordeaux, and then returning uh St. Mary's favourite of Theo Walcott, another man who likes a goal against us, um, is on the bench as well. Um I spoke an awful lot there for a very in a very very sharp short space of time, but that team obviously I like it's. I'm going to be honest. I look at that team. There. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Their their strongest area is their back four. And, you know, they're coming to Aston Villa. And look, we know what War Pros can do. We know what he can do giving away a freeze. If we give away a freeze 30 yards from goal, we know what he can do. We know what he can do from corners. Previously, they would have had a massive corner threat with, ironically enough, Bednarek and with um, Vestergaard. Vestergaard was there. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I've never seen any statistics. If anybody uh, on it, but if anybody can tell me anything in the comments there with regards to uh, set piece statistics for for them, maybe in the latter half of last season or the first half of this season, that'd be interesting because, um, you know, Adam Armstrong isn't exactly the tallest man in the world. Elianusi isn't exactly the tallest man in the world. Gineppo isn't the tallest man in the world. Shea Adams is maybe touching six foot. You know, Bella Kachap is, I don't know what height he is. Salisu, I would imagine they're the two tallest players in the field. Walker Peters is going to go for a run up that line all day long. Um, Luca Dean is going to need to have his have his Weedabix because he's going to be tracking back an awful lot. But then again, when he goes, when Walker Peters goes forward, he's going to need to have his Weedabix to get up to French, uh, to a man, a, a former French international, I suppose we could call him now since he's not in the squad, looking to regain his place in the team. So I think it's a nice even matchup, to be honest with you. I think this this team here, and, and realistically, it's whoever gets the tactics right on the day, it seems to be between these two teams over the last two or three years, tends to get a win. And there's been some big, there's been, there's been goals in these games. There's been, these games have tended to be open. And there's been lots of goals. And that brings me back to Coutinho. And I think that he's hoping in that aspect that this game will be as open as Hasselhutl wants it to be. He wants to isolate the likes of Gineppo over his late in pace. He wants to isolate the likes of um, uh, the, the likes of Elianusi out wide. And then he wants to try and get the two guys get, getting through the centre. But also, the two guys you'll often see Adam Armstrong is running diagonally. And I've spoken about this before. And a lot of the times, I, I admire this tactic from Hasselhutl is the diagonal runs from their strikers. It's very difficult to to um, defend a diagonal run, specifically if you're, if, if you're going to start it early and then maybe straighten your run to go forward. It's very difficult because you're, you're, you're breaking off side traps very easily in that aspect there because somebody's going to move. Somebody's going to flinch and move out, move out of the line. And, uh, you know, that's what they can bring here. So Kanz and Mings are going to have to be really on, the top, on top of their game. But likewise, up top for them, if they start to bomb forward with Walker Peters, stick Bailey out in that wing. Stay, I know Bailey's normally played right wing for us so far, but maybe pull him across the field if Walker Peters is going is going up. Make sure that Walker Peters has to expend more energy to get back than he does going forward. And Leon Bailey will make you do that because Leon Bailey, as we know, is really, really fast. So I think we've got an interesting blend here. And I know that people may may like the Coutinho selection, but and 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 I think that it's really going to depend on how open we are in midfield as to how we're going to do it in this game. But I think I think Gerard is looking for fast attacking football here. We haven't been able to do it. 
We haven't been able to play fast attacking football since Gerard, bar two or three games since Gerard has come in. We just haven't been able to do it. A lot of it has been down to Coutinho slowing up the ball at times in the middle of midfield. Our players looking to find Coutinho and slowing up what they're doing or maybe going wide too early. There's, so there's been a lot of kind of kinks in the in the delivery system that we have with our with our counter-attack. But let's see if we can get this right after this long, week-long break that we have um, coming into this game. I would imagine we're going to see Leandro the Donker at some stage today. I would imagine, you know, it would be great to see Danny Ings come on and do some damage as well. Um, the five subs rule here, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Douglas Luiz, Buendia, Ings, the Donker all come on in this game today. And, uh, you know, Stephen Jarrett hasn't been a fan of using all five subs, um, but I think that we could see four subs come in today uh, from that from the, the bench. Let's go back to the comments, and I'm going to remove this from the screen. Um, oh, we have this in here. Darrell Grady, thank you very much. Ferret from the left ditch. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is. And I'm hoping that Coutinho plays like a ferret Bolton from the left ditch today, and he gets on everything that's passed out there to him. Uh, Carson White says, Sanson, yeah, yeah, I think we've a Sanson and we've a, we've a Nakamba sighting here, lads, you know. So maybe there's a, there's been a flock of doves. The dove of peace has been... Uh, they all went into the center circle at five o'clock today and they just released doves and handed each other olive branches uh, at some stage today. But uh, nice to see the two men back on the field. You know, they can't go anywhere now at this moment in time. Let's make them, let's introduce them back into the team. Let's make them regular contributors within the team. I don't know how blown up a lot of the, the contretemps between them and Gerard was. I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever know until one or both players or the manager leaves the club. That's usually something that comes out afterwards. But look, it's good that we're using them. It's good that we're seeing them there. Um, Philly D says, McGinn and Ramsey yet again is a joke. It doesn't work. It's like he wants to be sacked. It worked against Man City, though, um, I suppose. But then again, you had Douglas Luiz in there. Uh, for sure, um, but uh, maybe he does want to be sacked. We'll see. And as I say, I don't say that flippantly. I don't say that sarcastically either, Fididi. Um, I'm saying that from from the point of view that uh, his his head is still on the he's still on the hot the hot seat. I think with regards to this. And the, I, I was speaking to somebody today that I I knew somebody who used to do. Um, I think it. I think they refer to them as actuary as well in uh, in Paddy Power, and they used to say. Uh, with regards to relegations, the relegation um, odds, the the bookmakers would, would uh, what moves the odds essentially, and our point for Aston Villa against Man City actually didn't move the odds favorably for Aston Villa. We actually shortened. We went from eleven to two into four to one, and um, you know I remember this guy telling me telling me before that it's expected things that will lengthen the odds. So what I mean by that, and that's why I've been saying this before, is if we're ex like we would have some reason, reasonable probability or reasonable expectation to get a point against Southampton today, potentially get three points at home. So the expectation is favoured in our side. So we will be favourites to win this game today. So from that point of view, we win this game today. Our odds for relegation will probably go out to six or seven to one. And that's what, look, the bookies are very, very rarely wrong. And that's what they go on. They go on expected results. So it's any of these surprise results move the marker very, very little. And like you said there, Philly D, I just wonder how he expects this game to go tonight and is it different to you know to what his expectation was against man city so um it'll be interesting to see and i hope it does work tonight it, tonight because uh you know it's going to be a packed villa park and i hope to god it does work tonight for sure um where else are we where else are we uh, um no archer not even on the bench that's an interesting one as well there um 
Atro wasn't picked in the under-21 squad. And it was actually said today, was, the question was asked, was there some sort of an injury there uh, as well? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. But when he wasn't picked in the English under-21 squad today, um, there was just a question asked. It wasn't a rumor. It wasn't anything like that. Maybe he picked up a small niggle or something. So I don't know. Um, I don't know about that at all. Uh, but with all those midfielders on the bench, I think it does look like they will be rolling in and out midfielders quite a bit tonight um, and, and hoping to see some changes in there as well. Um yeah, guys, there's there's a lot of McGinn has been diabolical, and I don't think that like I think statistically you can look at that and what you see with your with your eyes, you can look and you can it's, it's hard to disagree with it. He's been poor. I wouldn't say he's been diabolical. But it's 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 okay to say he's been he's been poor for sure, but he's got the captain's armband, you know. So he's almost and and look, you can say what you like about that as well, guys. But like my expectation is that he's going to start until something falls off him, um, and by that I mean a limb. Is going to fall off him, so uh, I, I, I personally don't get too hot under the collar regards to regards to John McGinn. I just hope that they surround him with players that uh, force him into different areas of the field. So at this moment in time, he can play himself back into form as well. But uh, yeah, like I think, Doug, like if you were to ask any neutral advice, neutral uh, observer of the game against Manchester City, who would be the man you would take out the next day? Would it be Douglas Luiz or John McGinn? I think it would have been heavily favoured regards to John McGinn. I think in that just based. And his performances recently, um, but he does need to get back to the form that we know he can play with for sure. Um, where are we? Uh, do, 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 do. um, Rex Gold says when Dean Chambers have been good, so of course, Jared doesn't play them, he picks Kanza and Coutinho once again. Um, I don't think that Callum Chambers, like, I, I, I've been very negative on Kanza as well. Chambers probably deserves a goal in the team. I think that I'm reserved to the fact that you can't bring Coutinho on and expect him to change the game, but you can with Buendia. And I think that that means a lot to to uh, managers in general. Um, Buendia, Buendia started, I can't remember what game it was. Was it against Crystal Palace that he started? And didn't think he was much good. Or was it West Ham? I think it might have been West Ham. Didn't think he was much good when he started. But that's like, like when... And I'm not making excuses for Steven Gerrard. Jesus, don't get me wrong here, guys. But I, I can understand the madness between, um, you know, why people are saying, why does he always start Coutinho and bring Bundy off the bench? And maybe we need to see a difference in that. Maybe we do for sure. Um, but I think that I think that that's, that for me is the mood point. The mood point, the real point here is Douglas Luiz should be starting instead of Coutinho anyway. And then I don't think there should be, that there would be any... Um, discussion really about like uh, the fact that McGinn might be wide open or the Coutinho starting over uh, over Buendia because I think that we just looked an awful lot more um, structured and, and and things just looked like it was more well-oiled when we had uh, that Douglas Louise and Kamara double pivot in there and you just can't see a double pivot being played between Kamara and Gin, McGinn there because McGinn doesn't doesn't seem to hold his position enough. But yes, I'm looking forward to seeing Buendia for sure. I thought Chambers might get the nudge in this one, uh, in this game, but he likes the Kanzamings partnership, uh, it seems. And I think that, uh, you know, once Bednarak comes in, I would say get used to the Bednarak and Mings partnership um, when it does when he does come back and we'll see what if that proves fruitful uh, or not. But yes, Callum Chambers, as I say, has never really put a foot wrong for Aston Villa. Probably the only game he didn't play really well was when we played him in defensive midfield last season. He did an awful lot of he looked cumbersome in that position. But since he's been put on Aston Villa shirt, he's been 
absolutely outstanding for Villa and you have to wonder when he's going to get his next chance again for sure. Absolutely. Um, just scrolling down there. Uh, where else are we? Where else are we? Uh, uh, oh, can't see there. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of negativity there, guys. And I think that that, look, it's that's absolutely okay too. We've nothing really to go uh, to go on. Uh, put in your comment, put in your um, your scores there, guys, and we'll do it really quickly because I got to run and get a cab. Um, so pop in your scores there. I personally think that Aston Villa are going to win this game. I think we're going to score two goals tonight. And I think we're going to concede. So that means by that, by dint of that virtue, I think we're going to win 2-1. Um, I don't mind. Like When I say I don't mind this team, I'm not surprised by this team. I'm not enthused by the by there's areas of this team I'm not enthused by and look it's obvious not really enthused by the Kamara McGinn Ramsey axis that's in there in midfield because as a lot of you guys have pointed out and I'm playing devil's advocate here at times as, as, as you guys have pointed out there we don't control games when we've got the three of those guys inside there Um, I would also like you know, to see Douglas Louise in there, I think that we should go with what with what got us the point against Man City. And uh, you know, this team, this this team are going to be wide open anyway. I think Jacob Ramsey could provide that spark up there. Maybe could like Coutinho might do it as, to a greater degree. Maybe maybe Brindia might do it. Maybe you should, this is this was a game to play two up top with things. I, I I don't know, but um, yeah, it's it, it it's a team that we could have. You know, it was one of probably three permutations that we had uh, with regards to this team, and and as I say, sometimes that can be very, very uh, frustrating with Steven Gerrard. That it's very much like uh, cookie cutter. I've got my plan A, my plan B, my plan C, and I don't deviate from those. And that's fine when you're winning, but when you're not getting the results that you should get against the team against teams around you, or the results that you, that everybody feels you should get around get against the teams that are around you, you know that can become frustrating as as well. So I'm going to go with a two-one win. I'm going to go with a two-one win, and we have. Um, uh, Jordy Villain says it's going to be 2-1 Villa, so I'm predicting a 5-0 five, uh, five massacre with us also missing a penalty. Uh, we have uh, Surgeon Surgeon something. <laughs> I don't know. It says 3-0 to Villa. The big match, he says 2-2. Warpros double Wendy and Luis get, get, get us back in it from the bench. That would be fantastic. PJ Coyne says 1-0 to Southampton, I presume. Um, really random review says 2-1 Villa. 0-0 says Holtender. Um, one nil says Danielle. Two two says Mark Brannigan. Um, two one says Midnight Mark. Uh, three nil says John Law. Um, Dan Lane, Dan Lane, Dan Lane. You're not the parish priest we used to have at home called Father Dan Lane by any chance, no? Um, because it would be absolutely amazing if he was an Aston Villa fan. Um, the now retired priest that used to be in our parish. Um, I presume you're not, but maybe you do. Maybe you've a lot of time. Uh, to to look at Aston Villa stuff on YouTube. Who's on the back of my shirt? I've got to keep you waiting until I run, do this rundown. And plus, I also forgot to tell you as well. So thanks for reminding me, Dan. Um, where are we? 2-0, uh, says Shane Coleman. 3-3, three, three, says Alex Roberts. Uh, Mystic Max predicts 4-1 uh, to Aston Villa. Um, Dean O'Shea says 3-1. Uh, Jordy Villain says, watch us go win 6-0. Uh, standing on the world says 2-1 Villa. Danny Harvey says 2-0 Villa. Pat Max says 4-1 Southampton again. Um, 2-1 Villa says Jake Aston Villa. Uh, where is Dan? Is that Dan? You're welcome. I wish I was. No. 
<laughs> Dan isn't the parish priest that I that I used to have. Uh, Rex Cole says it's going to be five nil to Villa. That's the spirit. That's what I love. Cat Cannon says two one. Um, <laughs> Daryl Gray says two one for the customer boat. That's an in joke there for anyone uh, who is from Ballingarry and County Limerick. Paul Oliver says think we might lose two one. Uh, Mark Farrington says three one. And Grady, uh, <laughs> people sitting up there for a joke for me. Of course, the priest would be supporting the saints. Of course he would. Of course he would. Damn, why didn't I think of that one? Um, <laughs> uh, AVFC agent Jared says, 1-1, and I want your opinion on that. I think it could very easily be 1-1, I think. And again, the Aston Villa could play, I think, probably one goal is what we have in us. I'm hopeful that we will score two, and I certainly think we will concede as well. So I think 1-1 would be... I think it would be a very, very plausible result for sure. 6-2 says uh, Himalaya. Pete, Pete still says 3-2. Uh, 3-0 says Skate. 2-0 says Add. And uh, Jake, that's nice haircut. Thank you very much. Uh, James says 3-1 to Aston Villa. And a 3-1 to Southampton says James. That's just my Villa bias coming in. Um, that I said three went Aston Villa. And for those of you who were wondering who is on the back of my shirt, it is Bubakar Kamara, number 44. Get in there before he gets the sixth jersey when Douglas Luiz goes and leaves in the free in the, in the summer. So I said I'd get in there with the Kamara 44 because he is a legend and he has been arguably our best player this season. So, excellent guys. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate all, the, all of you uh, chatting in here today. We've had Jesus, we've had 350 people watching at one stage, which still always blows my mind. Really appreciate you guys. Thumbs up if you haven't done it already. Click out of the live chat. Give us a thumbs up. A small ask before we leave. Um, I got to run uh, now, but we will be back with a post-match. I will be outside uh, outside somewhere in Shop Street, do a post-match directly after the game. Hopefully, we will be happy and we'll be singing. Um, it'll be a shorter one because I will be on my own, so I hope to see you then. It'll be roughly around 9.55 GMT. So thanks very much, everybody. Up the villa, and I hope we do it tonight against Southampton because we need to go on a decent run over the next few weeks before the World Cup. So thanks very much, everybody, for watching. Up the villa and up Bubakar Kamara and my new shirt. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.